Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Welcome to the official Mass Singer podcast. The Mass Singer finale! A production of iHeartRadio and Fox, executive produced by KT Studios. Happy holidays, everyone! We are the one, the only official podcast for the Mass Singer. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be awesome! You know what time it is, man. America's number one show and the biggest best mystery game on TV. Who is that? It was a battle royale on tonight's epic two-hour Mass Singer Season 6 Grand Finale. <laughs> Queen of Hearts and Bull came out swinging. Not only was it the finale of Season 6, but it's also the finale for me and Brian. Of course, I'm your host, your boy Bow Wow, a.k.a. The Frog. And here with me to finish off another incredible season, my main man Brian Strickland is in the building. Hello, Bow. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, man. I mean, it went down tonight. Give it up for Queen of Hearts. And make some noise for the Bull. We got a lot going on today. We got Bull in the building. We got the Queen of Hearts. Season 6 champ is in the building. (laughs) The winner of this season's Golden Mask is... Queen of Hearts! Queen of Hearts, congratulations! The Golden Mask Trophy is yours! Golden Air results, Nicole secured a win with a correct guess for the bone. Nicole won that thing with three points. Upset. First time ever. But I'm so proud of Ken. Ken had two points. Robbie and Jenny rounded it out. Each had one point. Jenny has won it two years in a row. She's not happy. We're just so used to Jenny winning all the time. It's okay. (laughs) Next season, I'm sure you will be leading the race. 
Here we go. We like to do something up there. Bow's first impression guesses. You've already gotten five right. Okay. You got Pufferfish, Jody Braxton. Okay. Mother Nature, Vivica A. Fox. Right. Pepper, Natasha Bedingfield, Mallard, Willie Robertson, and Banana Split, David Foster, and Catherine McPhee. Right. So let's see how you did on Bull and Queen of Hearts. Read them out loud. First up, Bull. Here we go. Carlton from the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Alfonso Rivero. <laughs> That's what I thought, man. I watch them be on next season. I know. Every time we keep saying the names over and over, they end up on the show. <laughs> Alfonso, reach out to Fox, please, and just get on the show, please, because we're tired and, of guessing you, okay? Yeah. And then Queen of Hearts, you said. You said you? I sure did. <laughs> My first guest had his bull's eyes on the prize right out the gate. The bullheaded entertainer charged through his unbelievable bull. Uh, I'm getting good with this, Brian. Yeah. The Group A champion in season six, runner-up. He's a singer, songwriter, choreographer. I got to go ahead and roll out the red carpet. The one, the only, Todd Recall, a.k.a. The Bull, is in the building. Yeah. yeah. What's going on, man? Oh, wow, that was 100% undeniably best introduction I've ever had in my entire life. Thank you so much. <laughs> but congratulations on your face. You are a very <laughs> handsome human being. And um, people have also said you were my doppelganger. I got asked before if I was you. So I'm very, very, like, flattered to be talking to you. <laughs> Brian, you notice I said, bull, whoever that is reminds me a little bit of Frog. Triple threat. Yeah, I said that. And if anybody compared us being that you really danced for real and I danced to play around, I'm going to take that. I had you pick to win it all. You were definitely the fan favorite. Just talk about how that made you feel. I grew up in Texas taking dance class my entire life. So I've been a dancer since I was eight years old. I never thought I was going to get this far. And competing against people like Catherine McPhee and David Foster, Tony Braxton, and Faith him. Evans. I've watched the Faith Evans performance at the BET Awards like eight billion times. Her voice is just so incredible so for me she was toughest one to beat and natasha bedingfield i was sleeping on her i had no idea that her voice was as incredible <laughs> as it is but i was honestly blown away and the experience really changed my life on oh. my whole life being black That's being gay it's been difficult to like go on television and people look at you and already prejudge you and or have like preconceived ideas of who you might be because of their own internalized racism or homophobia and this was the mm -hmm. first time ever in my career where those things didn't matter and i was just being judged wow. on the performance that my character gave so it was life-changing for me, it really was. What was so beautiful is when you have a gift like that, you make people feel seen. And because of that, we truly see you. You are the new voice for the masked singer. That's what I think. Thank you. <laughs> Your performance of Invisible Tonight was very emotional. Why was it important for you to close out the season with this record? I went through life feeling like it was normal to like not have that many close friends and to be judged and to go to school and everybody not understand you or be giggling at you and calling you names. That's a really difficult thing for a teenager to go through and that happened to me almost every day. Right. That song just meant a lot to me. I could hardly even sing the song without crying on stage because it just meant so much to me. I think the lyrics are so powerful. To me, it was just really, really important. If I got one more chance to speak to everybody and the millions of people who are tuned into Fox, the network where there are 
probably tons of kids sitting at home right. that feel the way I did growing up in Texas. I would be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity to speak to a kid that looked like me, that grew up in a neighborhood like me. Right. I'm happy that Mask Singer allowed me to sing that song. It's because even though he's a straight white man, I felt like all the lyrics really spoke to me as a human being. And I just think Absolutely. it's a beautiful song. Listen, I'm sure the fans that follow you and love you can look at you for that inspiration. You know, what he talks about and feeling invisible. Growing up, I tried to fit in. I tried to make friends everywhere I went. And I found my home at the piano. I found my home in music. You take everything the world throws at you. You take all the places you don't belong, and you put it out on that stage. You put it into oh, your voice. Amen. God bless you, and yes, thank you. Yes, And then I got to bring this up. The Free Britney. Was that a throw-up? Was that a part of your strategy, bull? That's what I'm asking. Don't be bull jiving us now. <laughs> It was not part of my strategy, Bow Wow. I didn't even tell the producers I was going to say that. And I felt yes. like that was a moment for me to make a statement for an artist that I felt like was going through some really tough stuff. And if I could make a statement on Fox while everybody was having this conversation, then I wanted to take the opportunity to do it. But I didn't think that that would lean anybody back to a boy bander. I was like, I don't even know what boy band I would be in. I think my voice is so specific. <laughs> I think you could tell I'm black from my voice, but I don't know because some people were guessing like Darren, Chris and stuff. It's been really yeah, interesting you. to hear yeah. people guess who I might be, you know? I got to ask you if, if this is true or not. Did you actually get your costume adjusted so that you could do the splits? Is that true? <laughs> yes, technically it was true. There was like things on the bottom of my shoes that a lot of the other performers, is not me shading them, but they're not dancers. So they had like a lot of traction, the rubber to stop them from slipping on stage. I had them like take that off because I needed to be able to turn around and stuff and it was stopping me from moving. But I'm trying to have a moment that they're going to put in the promo. Smart. Mama didn't raise no fool, Bow Wow. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. Like, they changed like a couple of things and they removed the cape for numbers that I felt like I couldn't mm. dance in. You know, I needed like a little bit of stretch in my crotch so I didn't rip the pants. Nobody can be the bull. It can never be duplicated ever again. I am a crazy person about my costumes. I've been in five Broadway shows and I have the costumes from everything. And when I got into this show, immediately when they started negotiating the contract, I'm like, I don't need anything. I just want the costume. <laughs> it needs to be framed in my house. This is going to be the coolest costume I've ever worn. And they were like, nobody gets the costume. Everybody on production was like, you will never get that costume. <laughs> but because I was so persistent every single day, I wrote emails, I left notes on the crew members' doors and stuff. And every time they asked me, can you do a little something else? I'm like, if it'll put me one step closer to getting the costume, I'll do it. <laughs> so for Christmas, after the episode aired, they gave me the costume. Wait! <laughs> No, 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 no. Todd, listen, hold on. Craig, get Craig on the phone right now. I tried everything to keep the frog outfit. I even said, listen, I want to perform with it on tour. And me and Omari, he was Yeti. This would be perfect. They shot me down. And the fact that you were able to keep the, the whole outfit, Todd, the, I mean, the, the bull head too, the whole thing. The bull head, the hooves, the antlers, the cape, the wow. whole thing, I guess. But I'm telling you, Bow Wow, like, I asked for it every single day that I was there and even had my agents asking, trying to negotiate it before I ever got on oh. to the show. 
because it was that important to me to keep the costume over quarantine. I bought Kristen Chenoweth's original costume from Wicked uh, as Blenda and Adina Menzel's original costume. I have like all these cool archived original costumes from Broadway shows and every costume I've ever worn. So I even have Lindsay Lohan's pink shirt from the Mean Girls movie. I'm like oh, crazy wow. obsessed with costumes. I wasn't going to tell anybody that. I don't know if you're going to put it on your podcast. Let me tell you what you started. Season six, right? The show's been on for several years now. Do you know that previous winners and people that have been on the show are probably calling right now as you're listening to this like, yo, hey, hey, hold on, dog. Listen, man. Y'all know I asked y'all like a million times can I keep the costume? Y'all told me no. You're just basically telling us if you fight for what you want, you might just get it. And I already got the costume now, so it's every man for himself. Drop the mic! <laughs> Interview's over, Brian. I'm ready to be done now. I'm just so mad. Let's you know? have some fun real quick, Todd. We're going to play a little game. We like to call truth or baloney. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. All you have to do is tell us if the statement is true or baloney. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number one, is it true you're personal friends with Caterpillar? True. Bobby Bird. Okay, question number two. Is it true you sang live all season? True. Wish it was baloney, but that was true. <laughs> Number three, is it true that you didn't connect with the bull character at first? That is true. I did not want to be the bull, you know. I'm really gay, gayer than you could possibly imagine. And I wanted to be a cupcake or a cinnamon swirl or something. I was like, y'all got to give me some butterfly wings, some rhinestones. But they gave me this bull costume, and I was like, oh, fine, it'll be good. It kind of reminds me of Beauty and the Beast. I'll take it. But can you throw some roses on there somewhere? Is it true that you moved your dress room because you could hear other contestants warming up? I could hear people singing, and that was, like, driving me crazy. I was starting to compare myself to other people. I said, you got to move me from this trailer. I don't want to hear Natasha Bedenfield singing. The pepper was putting me through it, let me tell you. <laughs> and then last one, is it true that you thought Cupcake's true identity was RuPaul? <laughs> no, that's baloney. <laughs> I never thought that was RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> See, we got to throw the questions in to throw you off. <laughs> One thing for sure is you mentioned Jesse McCartney. I got to ask you, what was it like doing the duet with Turtle? He was my biggest competition in season three when I was doing the show. Did he even know who you were? How did that work? He, he How did, did you guys rehearse? He didn't know who I was. I rehearsed without him with like a guest vocalist. And then we did one little run through on stage the day of the performance. And I was so nervous. I mean, he's one of my favorite contestants to ever compete on Mass Singer. So when I got partnered with him, I was so excited and nervous. It was like the cherry on top of an already epic cake. Let's go ahead and do something that I'm just terrible at. I'm not afraid to say that about myself. <laughs> Can you go ahead and start off the clues, my brother? Because, you know, the clues get us closer to who is behind the mask. Brian, go ahead, man. Take it away. Well, there were a lot of clues like Carnegie Hall, Disney Concert Hall, Hall of Notes. Of course, that's because of Todrick's last name, Hall. Right. There was a racing flag because he's on RuPaul's Drag Race a bunch. There's nails for his iconic nails, hair, hips, and heels. But then there was a couple clues that threw a lot of people off. The Cooperstown. Mm. Is that because of the Baseball Hall of Fame? I think they said Cooperstown Hall, and that was another Hall clue. There was a scrubs and a stethoscope. 
didn't know what that was about. <laughs> I think that it was because I, during quarantine, put out a song called Mask, Love, Soap, Scrub. Mm. And that's probably where the scrub and the stethoscope came from. Co-starring good friend Nicole Scherzinger, correct? Mm-hmm, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And she knew you all along. Nicole believes that this is Todrick Hall. Ah. I've been keeping that guest under the pillow. There is no one more talented. So I believe this is my babe, my brother, my show-off partner in crime, Todrick Hall. I knew that she was gonna know me. I knew, especially when they put me right next to her to start singing, I was like, it's gonna take her 10 seconds to figure out that it was me. And the way she looked at me when I first mm-hmm. sang the first line made me want to just bust out laughing because I was like, she knows, she knows, she knows. I don't know if you noticed in her guesses, she would always do a little nod to you, but then say somebody else. Yeah, she would. I don't know if all of those even aired, but she would make little Wizard of Oz references. Say yes. She felt it in her nails, her hips and heels. And mm-hmm. she, she definitely kept letting me know that she knew it was me. I was expecting to get a text message from her being like, I know who this is. But uh, that text never came. We've now discussed it. And I asked her how long it took her. And she was like, you couldn't even get the first line. And I was like, that's my baby. I love that woman so much. Tom, I got to go ahead and congratulate you again, my brother. You made it to the finals. And listen, I'm hoping that every kid around the world getting bullied and go through these things, I hope that they can take away some things from you because you show so much heart on the stage, so much courage, and you just let people know, listen, it don't even matter. I got the talent. I'm showing up. This is what I do. And that's what it's going to be. It makes me so happy and warms my heart to see like a rapper talking to somebody who's a proud member of the LGBTQ plus community. This is what the future of entertainment should be. And it's just so awesome. This conversation, like it's so great and important for us to remember that like as human beings, we don't have to walk in someone else's shoes in order to be able to respect them and to value their experience on this planet. And I think a lot of rappers should take tips from you and the way you behave, the way you treat people, because from everybody I know who's ever met you, always been really kind and i don't know if you know that that is the review that you have but it is and thanks for being an awesome that's probably the nicest thing that anybody has said on this show so i appreciate you for being vulnerable on the show talking you're talking once again man congratulations man you made it to the final happy holidays take care who is that there he was right there the bull amazing. Amazing, man. Said some things that I hope that people can really take yeah. away from what he said. We have so many fans. Yes. Whether if you're gay, whether if you're straight, Absolutely. whether if you're purple, you're black, you're green, you're young, it doesn't even matter. We're all here for one cause. We're all God's children. You know, that's how I live my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> my next guest proved her heart is in the right place, so you know who I'm talking about. Queen of Hearts is on her way. She wore her heart on her sleeve with her emotional performances that won her the golden mask trophy. She's a Grammy nominated, multi-platinum singer, songwriter. I'm talking about this season's champ, Jewel. Yay! Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, glad to be here. But congratulations. You definitely deserve the win tonight. How does it feel? You are this season's champ. How does it feel, Jewel? Oh, it feels so good. You know, you don't know really who you're up against. You don't get to hear anybody else's performance. So it just forces you to focus on your own game. And I really enjoyed it. It was so much fun. What was the biggest challenge for you this season with doing the show? I think the costume physically was just difficult. I wasn't prepared for how little (laughs) you could see. And walking around is really difficult. 
difficult and I'm no dancer anyway. So (laughs) I didn't need an extra excuse to be clumsy. (laughs) So I tried to dance a little bit my first number and then I was like, I'm just going to stand and sing. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Nothing wrong with doing what you do best. And I got to say, Jewel, you delivered every single night, every week, every performance. All season long, you've made every song your own. Your humanity just really connects to us all and you're a legend in all of our hearts. Amazing job. Also, you talked a lot about leading with your heart, and we felt that in your performances. Was that a big factor in picking your costume? It was actually based on a drawing of mine. I do a lot of visual art, and I've been drawing this one-eyed heart with this queen. I sort of showed them a sketch, and we decided to go with that. It's just something I really believe in. I believe that you should live life from your heart, that if you make decisions from your heart, if you sing from your heart, if you run businesses from your heart, it'll be a win-win. It'll be decisions that are good for yourself and hopefully for other people. I got a lot of heart, Jewel, but if I sing from this heart, I'm shattering glasses. I'm saying that right now. (laughs) (laughs) I had heard a rumor, Jewel, that you actually have an album coming out called Queen of Hearts. I do. Yay. I love the songs I sang on the show. They've been songs I have worshipped as a songwriter since I was a teenager. And then a lot of the vocals, like Edith Piaf's Lovey Emrose, she wrote that and sang Mm -hmm. that. And it's still Mm -hmm. a classic. Mm -hmm. Or Patsy Cline's material. I just love that song. And of course, I love her singing it. So I wanted to collect all of them and just do like a quick EP because it was so fun for me singing all those. What's so great about you too, every week you were so different, the versatility. You did Lady Gaga. Yeah, I love variety. I always thought if I got pigeonholed, it'd be my own fault. (laughs) (laughs) I started an alternative and folk and went into pop and did country and dance. So I wanted that to really show in my performances as well as to hopefully kind of throw the judges off so they couldn't really nail a genre on me. To be honest with you, I was just talking about this. I think maybe episode six or seven was the first time Nicole said you Before that, it was Kelly Pickler. They were convinced it was a country singer. Miranda Lambert. Jennifer Lawrence. Could be Renee Zellweger. Christina Aguilera. Off the top of my head, just thinking of Kelly Clarkson. Faith Hill. There's Carrie Underwood. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So you really threw everyone off with your accent. Yes. That was a faux accent, correct? That was a faux accent, yeah. I got to ask you, too, because one thing we always let to ask our guests is the song choices. For me, Jewel, I'm going to take it back to season three. I was trying to pick everything that I was comfortable with. Fox, they threw a couple curveballs at me. It's like, no, you need to learn this song and do this. And I'm like, okay. How involved were you with song picking? Once I knew I was going to do the show, I started to build lists of songs. There were, like I said, so many songs that I grew up idolizing that I knew I wanted to tackle them, even though they intimidated me, like La Vie en Rose. I had never learned it. I don't speak French. I just always admired it. Mm -hmm. And so deciding to learn it for the show was definitely a challenge. And there were times where I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to pull this off, but I love that type of challenge. But I think they were all songs that I had chosen. Most of these I had not sung before, but I just liked them vocally. And as a songwriter, I don't tend to write for my voice. I tend to write for the story. And so I'm a much better singer than my own songs allow me to sing for. Mm -hmm. And so I really enjoyed getting to use this show to just focus on my vocals and see what I could do, just kind of challenge myself. There's no way, Brian, I'm letting a champ go without talking about the epic duet with Nicole. Whose choice was that? Like, who chose the song? It was Dream on Aerosmith. Yeah, 
a couple songs got kicked around and I can't remember. I think Nicole maybe settled on that song. I love that song. So I was thrilled and I just thought she sounded so, so good on it. She was amazing. I was there and everyone had chills. It felt like an award show. Yeah. It felt like a throwback to Divas. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. VH1 Divas. <laughs> yeah. When Mariah and yeah. Tina would sing together. It was so good. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And Brian, before we let it go, I need you to do me a favor. Can you go ahead and run down some of these clues for us? Well, there was a lifesaver, which I believe was for Who Will Save Your Soul. Mm-hmm. And then there was Jokers for Foolish Games. And then Devil for the Ang Lee movie she was in, Ride with the Devil. But then there was a couple ones that really threw people off. Like the celebrity bestie was Hillary Swank. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no one knew you two were such good friends. No one knew. Because everyone online thought it was Mariska Hargitay. Oh, really? Yeah, those two are very close. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then there was a Tin Man and Ruby Slippers, which was what got Robin to Kristen Chenoweth because of Wicked and all this. What was the Tin Man and the Ruby Slippers? I was Dorothy in a really early production of The Wizard of Oz. Wow. Before I was famous. And it was this all-star cast and except me. (laughs) 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 But only my hardcore fans would have known that too. (laughs) No way I wouldn't have gotten that one. Also, that Blockbuster Movie Award that threw everybody off. Everyone was like, is it Kelly Clarkson? (laughs) And it's so funny. Every season, they guess you. (laughs) Did you know that you've been guessed in the past? I didn't. I didn't know that. Lee and Rhymes won a couple of seasons ago, and everyone was convinced it was you. So funny. Such an honor to have you on the show. It was so fun. And like I said, the thing I found so surprising was that I got to be more myself. It felt really authentic. Mm -hmm. What I really hope to stand for, what I hope to be known for, you know, it's not your name. It's not where you're from. It's, it's your heart. And I was amazed that this show that kind of is so silly yes. allowed such a sincere yep. thing. You know, you really get to know Absolutely. people's hearts. It's pretty cool. It's amazing. <laughs> Anytime you want to stop through the show, Jewel, just hit your boy up. Let me know. Yes. The door is always open for you. And congratulations, season six champ is in the yes. building, Jewel, a.k.a. Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts. Man, Jewel, thank you so much for uh, your time. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jewel. Who is that? talking to the champs. You know, you just get a special feeling, Brad, when you're talking to the champ. That does it for season six. I can't believe I'm actually saying this. I just feel the passive Brad. I'm gonna try to do this. Did not cry while I'm doing it, okay? Huge thanks to Todrick Hall, a.k.a. The Bull. Also, Jewel, a.k.a. The Queen of Hearts. And all of our guests this season for sharing their time and talent with us. We really, really do appreciate it. And giving us a peek behind the mask. Thanks to my main man, Brian Strickland, for another great season, because you always bring in the clues. Really do appreciate you. I don't know where I would be in this show without you. I'm always giving you flowers, man. (laughs) You always are. You always are. I appreciate it. And of course, the fans. We would be nowhere without the fans. The fans make this show. You guys are the reason we get up, stay up, watch the show. And you guys are also the reason why I can't go downstairs in in the studio and watch anything live. (laughs) Watch it how you guys watch it, okay? That's how much dedication and love I have for the show. And of course, Fox, thank you guys so much. Big thanks goes out to each and every one of you, 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 and you. You guys continue to make this podcast possible. Continue to stream. Continue to subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Let them know this is the hottest show in the business. We will be back. We will see you in the new year. And be sure to find us on IG and Twitter. At MassPod is the Twitter. And also at MassSingerFox. Well, that's actually the Twitter. You hit us up. And of course, at MassPod. For more information about season seven, it's going down. Yes. I hear a fly, green, amphibian maybe leaping his way back onto the mass singer stage. 
I don't know. Duets. That's why they won't let me keep the costume. <laughs> now I understand why. Yeah, because you can't have that thing framed because you're going to be wearing it soon, maybe. Exactly, <laughs> man. The official Massacre podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Fox. It's produced by my family. That's right, KT Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get to podcasts. That's right. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Season 6. That's a wrap. Brian, I'm out of here. I'll talk to you yes. when I talk to you and all the fans around the world. We love you. I'll see you guys next season. And if you see me in the street, just yell, Frog, don't rip it at me. Just say, Frog, I'll wave, okay? That's how it's going down. Brian, I will yes, see you, you when I see you, my brother. Thank you so much to all the fans. We love you. And Frog is leaping out of the building. Thank you. Who is that? This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Oh, oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.